down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508. Well, actually, before you call in, we have, uh, we actually have a guest. We have New Bedford City Councilor Brad Markey joining us now. Hey, Brad. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? Good. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem. Pleasure. So, uh, so Brad, so, Brad, um, this vote, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it here. Uh, I reached out to you. You got back to me uh, yesterday. You got back to me yesterday, and you wanted to talk about it. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that are raising their eyebrows at the forty to fifty thousand dollar pay increases for, you know, the human services director, the uh, animal uh, animal control officer, and the licensing board director. That was proposed by Councilor Morad, who is now the council president, and it uh, was passed with a ten to nothing vote. Um, again. It's inconsistent with the pay raises that were proposed, and so a lot of people are wondering why it was proposed and passed. Um, do you have any explanation as to why? Yeah, sure. What, what, what was proposed in Council Morad, what, what they were looking at was to, to bring everybody up to, to basically the same level. Because if you look at the, uh, the scale or the pay grades now, you had directors, and they were all, all over the boards. And so what the thought process there was is to, if you're a director of a department, is bring everybody in line, almost like a pyramid. You know, So you have your directors, then under that the assistant directors, and kind of and kind of basically bring them up so they're all on on the same level so that's that's what was trying to be accomplished there i mean it, it, it was one of those things i mean it was a major project you had to go through all the different your know, job descriptions and everything else uh, so to start off with that's why that's how that got to where it was yeah but is it just because they had director in their title because um, there's some directors that control part departments of you know, like the DPI commissioner has probably a couple hundred uh, employees, but mm-hmm. animal control has two people under it. So not all positions are equal. Right, correct. And so if you you just you made one, say DPI, uh, the commissioner DPI, he, he's actually at a higher level than some of these others. And based on, um, you know, what he has to, uh, what he manages, the size of the department, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. you're correct. But there are other departments. I don't, unfortunately don't have my chart in front of me, but sure. there are other directors, department heads, however you want to phrase it, are up a different level. This was kind of, this, I think this would work out to be a 16. Um, and then some of these positions, say on the lower director, um, they haven't really been looked at in a while. You know, so, so responsibilities have changed, et cetera. So that's why, you know, you that was kind of like probably the, the beginning of the bottom line of, 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 say, the directors. Then from there, there are some that went up to 18 and 20, so 21. Well, sure, maybe. Yeah. sure. So, yeah, everybody, I know everybody in Unit C needed a pay raise. Mayor Mitchell's come on to talk about this mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, right. But, again, there was these three positions that got a lot higher, and, and so people were wondering if it was a patronage position or, you know, why the council went along with it. I theorized maybe that this pay raise 
package was so important they didn't want to blow it up by you know rejecting a few pay raises here and there but you're saying that these three positions that got a 40 to 50 thousand dollar increase you thought and the other counselors i mean you can only speak for yourself but you thought that that was uh a, that was a reasonable increase based on the jobs that they had well what we we're trying to do the overall was trying to get Basically, basically, it started with trying to get competitive salaries, you know, mm-hmm. putting us on par with all the municipalities in the area. So they went out and they looked at that. So that was the number one goal of, of trying to do that. We needed to, number one, attract good people. Um, we, were ha- we were having a hard time. We were and still are uh, attracting people into some of these positions. We've got some positions in management that have been vacant for a while. Um, also, to retain the people we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, with you know, they have steps um, as they move through. So if you have to right. pop in a step, you, you're there. Um, now there's nowhere to go. So this way, we're trying to make it so you have you have some room to go and to move on. So sure, that, but that's the that was the goal. Yeah, but yeah. but but the but the three positions that got forty to fifty grand, like. The animal control officer, uh, in uh, you know, that's the one people are pointing out the most because I guess it's the most easily identifiable. And it's nothing against the person who currently holds the job. I heard he's a fantastic person and that he really does uh, 110%. But it's about the position, not the person. And he's not going to have that job forever. Somebody else is going to have it. So is there something in particular about the animal control officer position in New Bedford that would warrant it to be paid that much, like, you know, 10000 more than somebody in Boston, for example? Right. Well, that one there, and again, it was all... The idea, the idea was when this was proposed was to bring them all up a level. And again, I'm just shooting off the top of my head. I don't have anything in front of me. But say that posi- the animal control position was say at a grade ten, possibly or a grade eleven, it, with the director and, and, and to move it. Basically, what it was was to move it up to so all your directors were on par. I guess is, is how you want to phrase it. Why Why is it important to have all the directors on par, Brad? Well, well, again, what we're trying to do is just keep it all in, in I guess, in line. Just to, to have some kind of balance or, so, you know, some kind of, okay, this is where we're starting off here, that type of. And I think what we're looking for is, is focused on the future, to have everything kind of so it's, it's, on, it's online, it's on par. So you don't you have know? to revisit it. Right, right. Okay. Now, is it perfect? No. You know, I mean, um, on that one there. So there's a few others you could look at. But that's why we did it. And even the job description on that particular department um, has changed over time. I mean, because we, we did get a description of, you know, what it was. And a lot of them haven't been upgraded in, say, 14, well, since 2014 or 2015. And more responsibilities have been, you know, added on. Like, just say the animal control you know, I mean, there's a lot more involved. They, 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 you know, unfortunately, they have to sometimes euthanize animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for rabies, they they actually do their own. They, they decapitate and they, they they get everything set up to send to the state. So you got a lot more of that going on than say you did at one time before. We do that for other areas, and, and so we, we generate income by doing that. So that that one position there, it, more has been added on. You know, from where it was graded prior so that's how we looked at that so there wasn't anything like when that when those three were proposed there just wasn't anything that you found particularly shocking or excessive or was it like for the sake of amicability like that's what i'm trying to figure out i get everybody needed to be those pay raises but i just think people look at those fifty thousand dollar increases and they're like whoa you know that seems like a lot Mm -hmm. 
yes. And then, I mean, yeah, did I think it was a big, big jump and a big step going up? I did. But, you know, after looking at it and, and seeing, you know, what we were trying to accomplish there, and then, you know, there was an amendment put through the kind of for, for employees with um, longevity, instead of, you know, starting them, say, they're going to move up uh, a grade, but instead of moving them right to the level one, I, th- I think w- one of the things they were trying to accomplish there was just, and I'm just going to just put this out just to make it easier, say somebody was at a grade 10, uh, step eight. Now, all of a sudden, they, they were going to get this increase because we're trying to get the unit C up that way. You went to a grade 12, but now you start at a step one. Now, anybody else coming into that position with no experience would start at a step one. So I think part of that increase is people with longevity were kind of not going to start at a step one. They were going to start more at, say, a step four or a step five. Okay. Uh, you know, that type of thing. So, so you think you'll I, be able to get more experienced people in those positions? Right. And I think... What, 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 what the concern was is having somebody that come, like, like I said, you've been there 10 years, you're, gonna, you're getting a bump up to, t- say, two grades, but you're starting at a one. Now, that position, say you left after a month, you retired or whatever, the new person coming in with no experience is going to come right in at a one. So I think what they wanted to do is say, look, try to help you with the employee, with the experience and the longevity and the service to the city, try to, you know, move them up a little bit more so you know, their experience counts. Now, so, was it perfect? Uh, no. I mean, as we saw here, there's a few others that are kind of, you know, bigger increases than others. So, but, um, so if someone were to come in with little, no experience or less experience for any of those jobs, they wouldn't start off at 120,000, 100. Uh, you know, one hundred twenty thousand, hundred thirty thousand, et cetera. No, because I think, well, not think. I know those those positions like that is because those people, instead of they 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 got the bump up. Now you know, instead of starting at a one, because of their longevity and how long they've been there, because it was all broken down, how many years of service to the city okay. they would be moved into that. So, just what you said would not happen. So. All of a sudden, you know, you're in there, you, you move up a bump, but you're going to be at a level one. You, you leave after a month, you retire. The next person coming in with no experience is going to basically start where you were. And okay. they just wanted to, again, show some support for the uh, the people who have been with the city a long time. So really on those slots, no, they wouldn't start there because that's not at the level one. So um, I think, uh, okay, I think... More or less ex- explained it. I mean, a lot of people thought that maybe the counselor that had proposed it, you know, was friends with at least one or f- a few of those uh, counselors and that are that, those positions and then just wanted to do something nice for them. But you said it's just based on experience. Well, yes, as far as the great the experience, the description of the job, um, and then, and again, um, trying to get, get us up there competitive and putting, you know, kind of get some kind of a semblance of the regulate as far as coming down for, you know, directors here, assistant directors, and then kind of working your way down from there. So, Brad, um, uh, so that's passed. It's going to the mayor's desk. He says he wants to revisit those pay raises, uh, those three specific pay raises up to 50, you know, the ones that are the ones that we talked about. Um, is that something you think the council is willing to take up again uh, in, in light of the circumstances, in light of I think a lot of people are, are seem to be pretty upset about it? Uh, um, possibly. I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody about it. I haven't heard 
But, I mean, if that came up, I'm sure we would, you know, take a look at it. I mean, that's what, we, you know, we, we would do. Um, I'm assuming. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they'd want to redo the whole thing all over again. That was yeah. a, quite the process. But, no, no, I just yeah. think just those three. Because I, I know the, the, the mayor had a problem with the... Um, with those those positions, but he said, you know, you got to take the entire package as it is. So he's going to sign it because you know, it's like you said, you got to fill those positions. You're losing a lot of positions. You got to be p- competitive and all of that. So, um, so Brad, uh, I do want to ask you just a couple questions. One about you were you wanted to be the I, I heard you'd, you'd you'd been seeking the council president job at one point. Uh, I guess decided not to. You voted for Linda Morad. Uh, yesterday or the day before, um, why didn't you want the job? Well, it wasn't that I didn't want it. I'll be honest; it's I, I did want it. I thought about it, but I didn't know if I could, with, with my job, you know, my day job, mm-hmm. um, and everything that's going on in there. If I could, if I could give it the time that being the, the president, you know, involved. Yeah. So that's that's what it was. I I didn't want it. I, I kind of was, you know, hoping so, but with everything there, and I didn't want to not be able to do, you know the job as it should have been done so that's why i opted not to you know go forward will you do you, do you plan on seeking it at some point uh in the future what's that again do you plan on seeking it at some point um uh, i think so yes I'd, I'd like to i'd like to yeah so brad um the other thing is uh council president Moore had made a comment to tim weisberg the the other day that they have a strained relationship uh her and the mayor um what's your relationship like with mayor mitchell i think it's pretty good um, you know, we chat, we talk. I mean, I don't talk to him a lot, you know, just because we don't get the opportunity to do it. But I, I would think I, I have a good relationship with him. How would you define your relationship with the rest of the members of the city council? Um, I good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty easy guy to get along with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like people. I don't, you know, do hold grudges or anything like that. So no, I I, I get along great. I, I like the, the my colleagues. Uh, I. I think we get along well, so hopefully they feel the same about me. So you were the, you were the finance chair, which is one of the most important committees in the council last uh, last term. Are, are you seeking that chairmanship again? Well, that's one of the things. I mean, would I like to have it again? Sure, yes. Um, I enjoyed it, and of course, now with a year under the belt, you know, you get more experience. Uh, but again, that's all up to the the president, you know, who uh, dictates, you know, who gets the different chairs. Have you had any conversations with uh, Linda about that? No, not yet. No. All right, Brad, I, I appreciate you coming on and explaining uh, your position on this. Um, before I, I let you go, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Um, no, that's about it. I appreciate the, the time. Always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime. All right, great. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate right, it. Thanks. Bye. Bye now. All right, uh, 508-996-0500. I see some calls on the line. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Phones. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, Marcus. How you doing, Shane? Um, I, 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 did I hear you say that they're going to reconsider the raises? No, M- I, Mayor Mitchell wants to reconsider the raises. Um, he said, you know, if it came in front of him, you know, they would, he would, you know, he he would look it over. Uh, basically, is what he said. But he didn't say he's going to recon. He didn't say that like he's going to make the initiative to reconsider it. I hope they do, and they do, don't give it to them because they they're making enough, really. In my opinion, I think they're getting a good pay. Uh, you know, I think honestly, I think in a lot of it's it's. I think making this known to them in particular, I think, is probably a a, a good thing as well because um, it's it's going to be, you know, 
Like, if he's saying he hasn't heard anything, people have been talking about this nonstop. Maybe nobody, none of his constituents have uh, specifically called him about it, but there's clearly a lot of people who are upset about it. So I think maybe if people are really upset about it and they really want it revisited, they should call the city councils directly or email them. Okay, thank you. You have a good show tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, good evening. You're live. Yeah, how you doing there, Parker? Big Al, what's up? Not much. Remember I told you I had another idea? You did. And I want to give you a little more research on uh, YouTube, but this time to watch the game, the U- European game of pool called snooker. Yes. And there's, and there's one building that I saw them playing that game with 3,000 people in it, watching a full house. And I have a perfect idea for that. Oh yeah, we got that uh, hotel right down the right down the road on 18. You could house the the, uh, the Fairfield Inn. Yep. Okay. The Marriott. Yeah, the Marriott. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. You can put the uh, pool players in there, and then uh, have them set up a table inside of the new Roosevelt gym and build. A grandstand and have uh, monitors hanging so that the crowd can see exactly what's going on on the table. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah. you you think there's a big enough following for for this uh, snooker to? Um... Oh, yeah. Okay. In the in the UK, uh, believe me. Uh, there isn't one place that I haven't seen that there wasn't a seat occupied. So, guaranteed, if someone from the city council is listening, it will be well worth their while to host a demonstration of a game of snooker. Yeah, no, you know, I watched a little bit of it last night. It's a, it's a pretty cool, uh, it's a pretty cool game. Yeah, it is a pretty cool game. And I got myself hooked on watching that game. And when I see Ronnie O'Sullivan, more than likely that guy is going to win his match. Yeah. Now, to do a, a real good, he will do a one four seven, which means the other player never got the score. Oh, yeah? Yep, that's a one four seven when he clears the board when he clears the table. He's been going. He's been doing this for a long time too. It seems. Oh yeah, he's a seven time world champion. Seven times, wow! Yeah, You're pretty so good to be a seven time world champ. He knows Tom Brady's a seven time world champ. So he's like the Tom Brady. And, uh, yeah, that's and cool. also Jimmy Johnson from NASCAR and Richard Petty. 1984, he made his uh, uh, winning of the championship. Right. Yeah. At Daytona. That's right. 
and the late uh, Dale Senior, he also won Daytona. Right. And seven championships. Robert Ory is uh, also a seven-time world champion. Oh, did the... Something happened. See, I know my NASCAR. Oh, it's weird. The phone, uh, the phone dropped. Al, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. That is weird. Okay. Sorry, what were you saying? I I do know my NASCAR. Yeah, I know you. I know you. You know, my dad was a big NASCAR guy. Actually. your dad and I would get along mighty well. Yeah, yeah, he would have. My 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 dad's no longer with us, but at the time, but he was a big oh, NASCAR guy. It's it's fine. Uh, we went to um, we went to Loudon actually up in New Hampshire to to, ah. to see. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, my father went there with me, and he got to see a couple of races real close, like sitting in his wheelchair, of course. And he was watching the pit crews at in action. The TV does it no justice whatsoever. It slows it down. Oh yeah, no, it really doesn't do any. It really doesn't do it any justice. No, it doesn't. But I'm going to tell you, my father saw the track that I used. I called him from when I watched the motorcycle road racing series. Yeah, the motorcycle, the motorcycle racing. Yeah, on the backside of that track, there's a road course there for the motorcycle. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, when I went, I remember just being there and how, and how, um, like you could feel the cars just, you know, speeding by you. It was really cool. Oh yeah, when they when they go by, they go by quick. Yeah, even though it may be a mile, but they. They know how to get around that truck real good. In fact, the trucks, when they make that left turn, the back end slides sideways uh, and then snaps forward when you uh, come out of turn two. Oh, yeah? That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, Big Al, I- I'm dealing with some tef- technical difficulties here. I-, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hold you there. I'm gonna take this break, but I appreciate you calling in. I'll be on with Chris tomorrow. Good, and I'll, I'll, if you like, I'll mention it to him. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care of that phone problem. I'm trying. I know you will. <laughs> Thanks, Al. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right. Um, I got you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a break and try to figure this out. Uh, I would say, why don't you message on the app chat if you want to talk? Because I don't know how the I, I don't know what's gonna go on with the phone right now. So, t- shoot us an app chat message or something. Fourteen twenty WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. Here's a man. Force needs work. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Many of you might not know this, but my 22 year old son has autism. So do I. My name is Kevin Rodez, and my intellectual difference makes me the passionate actor that I am. And I'm Mackenzie Cohen, a Paralympian with a developmental difference. Did you know that 97% of HR professionals say that employees with disabilities perform the same or better than their peers without disabilities? Yet still, the differently abled face so many employment challenges. 
challenges in this country. It is time we start building a workforce that works for all. A workforce that is diverse, inclusive, and equitable for those with intellectual differences. And for those with developmental differences, too. A workforce that recognizes that our greatest strengths lie in our differences. It is time we hire inclusively. Join us, Delivering Jobs, and the Sherm Foundation in creating pathways to one million jobs and leadership opportunities. Please visit DeliveringJobs.org. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Our workforce needs work. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Many of you might not know this, but my 22-year-old son has autism. So do I. My name is Kevin Rodez, and my intellectual difference makes me the passionate actor that I am. And I'm Mackenzie Cohen, a Paralympian with a developmental difference. Did you know that 97% of HR professionals say that employees with disabilities perform the same or better than their peers without disabilities? Yet still, the differently abled face so many employment challenges in this country. It is time we start building a workforce that works for all a workforce that is diverse inclusive and equitable for those with intellectual differences and for those with developmental differences too a workforce that recognizes that our greatest strengths lie in our differences it is time we hire inclusively join us delivering jobs and the sherm foundation in creating pathways to one million jobs and leadership opportunities Please visit DeliveringJobs.org. Ice cream. All the ice cream in my house, in the world, and most of my stuffed animals. My video games and, um, my phone. What would you give for your freedom? Would you give your eyesight? Would you give ever seeing the sunset again? Would you give the ability to see your children's future? Thousands of brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom. And the Blinded Veterans Association wants to give them their freedom back, but it needs your help. Go to BVA.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to BVA.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence. And by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org today. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, just just so you guys uh, know, uh, on the DeMar Hamlin stuff, um, the DeMar Hamlin stuff, the, the, you know, that's a little crass, but basically with, um, um, 
you know, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, took a hit from Bengals receiver T Higgins when he was tack when he was tackling Higgins uh, in the f- halfway through the first quarter of the Monday Night Football game, the Bills Bengals game, which I don't know if people knew was the most wins between two two teams on a Monday Night Football game ever. It was a huge game, obviously. Two young quarterbacks in the league, first time they've met, had a lot of playoff implications. Supposed to be the biggest game of the year. Uh, a lot of that, a lot of that seemed insignificant, um, and a lot of that seemed in, insignificant. And uh, it is in the in the light of you know what happened to Demar Hamlin. Obviously, there's been great news with Demar Hamlin. He regained consciousness, um, you know, after he had suffered a cardiac arrest and was on oxygen. He regained consciousness. He's talking. He's he's um he's talking with people now. Uh, his family and all of that, uh, but they decided that the Bills Bengals game will be a no contest, a no contest uh, between um, the Bills and the Bengals, and they've they've come up with a series of rules basically of how this is going to affect the standings. Because obviously the Bills were the one seed, uh, they were they the, the Bills were the one seed, and if the Bills had lost that game, Kansas City would be the one seed, and then if the Bengals could have had actually a shot at the one seed if Kansas City had lost this week because they had a head-to-head matchup. So they've come up with a kind of a complicated series of rules um, to how to handle that. They're going to do it based on win percentage and, you know, based on how the results of the games happen this week. But 508-996-0500. Good evening. Oh, hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Tom, what's up? Yeah, well, I... uh... I was thinking about uh, the pay raise thing. I, first, I'm real glad that uh, Mr. Hamlin is, is recovering in a very, very positive way. And it's almost like he's over the hump, and that's a good thing. Uh, but I was thinking, how many people have been able to go home to their spouse and, and make the announcement, honey, I just got a $10,000 raise. Not too many people. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Can you imagine these? For, honey, I just got a $50,000 raise. That's yeah. just, this is nuts. I mean, I, I, I understood, you know, with the Ward One counselor uh, was trying the point he was trying to make, but the consideration of the reality of it is out the window. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something rotten in Denmark on this one, and uh, you know, I, I think we ought to keep on pressing. I think when it comes before them again, then uh, the reality. Uh, of that number, the forty, fifty thousand uh, dollar increases for people that you know they're not making a small salary now. One's at eighty thousand, one's at ninety thousand before the raise. You know, so I mean, they, they, these aren't small numbers for the city of New Bedford. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 it's, it's, it bothers me. And it's almost to the point where, where you know, when I see folks on the street, I'm going to challenge them and say, "Hey, what the hell is this? You know, this isn't right." Uh, so hopefully they can rectify it uh, at some point. Yeah, I know uh, Mayor Mitchell wants to, and I don't think it's something that a lot of people are, I don't think people are going to kind of like just accept it, you know, as it is, honestly. I think a lot of people are rightfully pretty hot about it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. no, I know. It's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Oh, the Washington, D.C. thing. What does it take uh, to get them, uh, what's the word that's used for where whoever gets the most votes wins. Oh, uh, plurality. 
plurality. What, what does it take for that to occur? It takes think, it takes a it takes a rule change, basically. Okay. So, did you think these twenty people would actually uh, be so angry, Adam, that that they wouldn't vote for them if the, the plurality issue came? Do you think think they'd still hold the guns? No, I, I, I don't think they would. I think they 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 uh, crash. Yeah, the other thing is, uh, you know, if they if they did, I, I think if they if they changed that rule, um, you know, I think there'd probably be enough Republicans that would that would that would turn over. Uh, but who knows? I mean, they're pretty steadfast. I, they they don't, you know, they're pretty steadfast. I, I think it's a da- very dangerous gambit to to call their bluff. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And if I'm a cop, you know, and I don't like them, uh, and, and I, 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 from what I understand, the Democrats won't deal with them, but. In the event that, that, you know, he's at his last straw and he went to him and said, look, all those people that have been voting against me will not be assigned to any committees uh, in any shape, matter or form. But I need 18 votes. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do that? And right. then just surprise him and then uh, when the vote goes wrong. But can you can you trust him to hold to that? That's the thing. Yeah. It, there's a trust thing here that that's because he's been pretty nasty over the last four or five years with the Democrats and. I can sort of understand where they don't want to deal with them, but I mean, this is getting a little bit crazy and it's dangerous for the country. It is. You know? It's getting pretty dangerous. I mean, even if Kevin McCarthy gets the speakership, he's going to be basically back uh, at the at the beck and call of of Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. You know. Yep. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Really. Anyway, is. Uh, good show tonight. Thank and, you. Uh, keep up the good work. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Yep. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. Here's what's happening this week on Town Square. Oh, uh, yeah, just news on that Bills Bengals game. If you hadn't heard, uh, they're they're saying it's a no contest, and they're going to basically try to. Um, so they're basically going to uh, try to f- figure out a way to to make it fair, more or less, because the, there is a ton of playoff implications to that game, and. Um, and uh, there was a ton of playoff implications to that game, and we um, and you know they want to try to move forward fairly. So if, I think it's going to be if it's a Kansas City Bills uh, AFC Championship, they're going to move to a neutral site. Apparently, they're considering moving to a neutral site as one of them, and they're going based off a win percentage. Now, I think if Kansas City loses this week to Las Vegas, then it doesn't matter because Kansas City would be number two anyway. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but the Bengals, you know, the, ba- uh, the the Bengals were in a position where I think they're playing the Ravens. It might be for the entire division uh, this week. So there's just it was you know. One of those things again. It doesn't seem like a big. It doesn't seem all that important based on everything that had happened. But there's still a lot of considerations that had to be made and uh, how that how that proceeds. So they're saying it's a no contest. Basically, um, I know a lot of people have to figure out their fantasy football stuff too. I, um, I, I, uh, you know, what I, I was in the championship with uh, with my friend, and I I just reached out. He had he had Joe Burrow left. Um. And I was up 24 points. And so he could have won for sure. Um, looked like he was going to win. I, you know, it's the first quarter, so anything could have happened. But uh, I just reached out to him and said, hey, listen, you know, because there's a, there's a, you know, there was a, there was a pot. We'll say we'll split the pot. And 
you know, go forward as co-champs. Not the ideal way, honestly, kind of a crappy way to end the year. But again, doesn't seem all that important in light of everything that happened. So I thought we'd move forward in the most amicable way possible. And we did. And so if you're out there with a fantasy football team, I suggest that's that's a that's the way that you do it. Is put uh, just to be as amicable as possible because it's an incredibly crappy situation, you know, obviously. I don't know what they're doing about bets. Obviously, there was a ton of action on that game. A ton of action. So I don't know if those bets are refunded and all that. You know, that has to be considered now. That's people's money, obviously. But it's, it's it's you know, I think it was heartening to see the, the sports community, uh, you know, rally around, uh, around Hamlin. And uh, it's great to see that he's on the road to... Uh, recovery it seems at least he's he's conscious he's lucid and he's talking with his family and um hopefully the uh you know we'll have a great slate of uh, week 18 games this weekend the pats are playing the bills actually if the patriots win this week by the way if the patriots win they make the playoffs so it's winning winning you're in if they lose miami's in the playoffs if they lose and miami wins and miami's playing the jets then miami's in the playoffs if they if they yeah if they lose and Miami's in the playoffs if they if Miami loses and the Pats lose then i believe it's the Steelers that are in the playoffs so Pats got to win i think they're playing at Orchard Park i'm not sure if they're playing at Orchard Park i have to look that up um, I think, I think they are. Let's check anyway. Bills are minus seven. The line moved. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing at Buffalo. Yep, they're playing at Buffalo. So that's going to be tough. I don't think they're going to win. So minus seven, minus seven. I think Bills are going to be playing with a lot of emotion, which is... I think that's always a positive, you know, someone who's played football, playing fired up, really, uh, it's, you know, that really goes a long way. And they're just a, even if none of this did happen, I think the Bills probably still win. They're just an exponentially, in every single way, a better team than the Patriots are. There isn't, I don't think, a single thing the Patriots do better than the Bills do. Maybe run the ball. Even then, they got better running backs, I'd say. I would say Ramondre Stevenson is is probably better than the running backs the Bills have, but James Cook's really coming on. He's Dalvin Cook's brother, who plays for the who's a rookie, plays for the Bills. He's really come on lately, and he's he's got a lot of burst. Uh, he's quick, you know, and he looks real really good. So, not even then. Obviously, the quarterback's better. <laughs> Buffalo, you got Josh Allen, but it's tough. You know, it is it's it's still difficult because the Bills are obviously in a position where they they were you know, in a position where they could have locked up home field throughout and home field uh, throughout. And they, they, you know, this is probably their best individual season in since the nineties, right? Probably their best regular seasons up to this date. It was their best regular season performance probably since the nineties when they had made four straight Super Bowls and had lost to, um, and lost, <laughs> lost all four Super Bowls with Jim Kelly, but the Bengals are in a great position. They're the defending AFC champs. The Chiefs 
I thought the Chiefs were a better team, the best team, honestly, in the AFC anyway. I think they've been playing the best. I think they're better than Buffalo. I think that I, I, I was, you know, if I did bet, I don't bet. I, I would probably put money on the Chiefs, but that's the resolution they came up with. The Bills Bengals game will be ruled a no contest. I think that means the stats are zeroed out. Um, I think that means the stats are zeroed out too. So I don't know if anybody put any prop bets on that, but if they did, then I guess they got to figure that out too. But I mean, the equitable thing is to just refund the bets, right? Refund all the bets that were put on, but I'm not sure, but yep. The Pats are playing to on Sunday and if they win, they'll, um, they'll be in the playoffs. We'll play the Bills again and get destroyed, but that is what it is. So uh, thanks for joining me this evening. Uh, I appreciate it. So tomorrow, Chris McCarthy is going to be back. It's going to be a Friday show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know we're going to have Adam Bass calling at some point. He was at the inauguration uh, ceremony for Maura Healy and Kim Driscoll. That was at TD Garden. Uh, Brandy Car- uh, Carlisle, uh, Grammy winner Brandy Carlisle was performing. Uh, looked like it was a lot of fun. Um and uh, while he was, you know, while we were here, he was there uh, on the ground for us. So we appreciate it. He's been a good contributor for us thus far, you know, going to this event, going to the, the Paul Haro sheriff uh, inauguration. And um, we'll, we'll get his impressions on what her speech is because she did say she was going to reveal some specifics. And I apparently heard that she mentioned New Bedford. She mentioned New Bedford, the port of New Bedford in particular. You know, when she came down, we had did have some conversations about that. And, you know, uh, it's good that, you know, obviously when you come, if an elected official comes down here, they're going to talk about what they're going to do for this region. But to put that in her speech, her first speech as governor, I think demonstrates that she wants to make this region, the South Coast, uh, a focus, you know, first of all, because that she sees the promise in it, right? She's going to mention that. I mean, she sees the promise in it and that she wants to make this region um, a focus in in her her uh, agenda in her agenda going forward. So we'll see how all that uh, how that all of that um, how, how all of that unfolds. So, again, thank you for joining me. I want to thank Brad Markey for calling in. We're going to have Councilor Naomi Carney on on Monday. Talk about the whole walkout uh, situation um, with Burgo and Pereira. Um, and we got some other good guests planned ahead uh, for for uh, next. We got some great guests actually planned ahead for next week. I've been talking to a lot of people on Beacon Hill, and you know about all the things that they have planned now that the legislature is back in session, and they're really excited. They've actually were approaching me when I saw them on Tuesday, saying, "Hey, let's, I'm going to get back on your show. I want to get back on your show." So we'll have them all come on over the you know over the next uh, over the next session. So, all right, guys, see you. 